Congratulations, Mr. Reyes. It's a healthy baby boy. What is his name? We haven't decided. But I need a name for the certificate of life birth. I already told you. We haven't decided. His full name is We Haven't Decided Q Reyes. Welcome to Banana Q Podcast. D, a lot of people have been asking, why is our podcast named Banana Q? Yeah, that is a good question, people. It all started with an idea that we wanted to have a Filipino-themed name on our podcast. And that's why initially we thought of, oh no, it's, it's not us. It was Monmon who thought of naming the podcast Banana Catch Up, as in to catch up with people as a play on words to refer to the popular condiment. Did you know the story how banana ketchup became popular in the Philippines? I don't remember. Can you remind me? Ketchup wasn't popular back then in the Philippines until the Americans came. And they realized that tomato as the main ingredient for the ketchup is really hard to find in the Philippines. And that's why, because of resourcefulness and creativity, they used banana as a substitute for the tomato. So they mashed the banana with sugar, spice, everything nice. No, sorry. Vinegar. <laughs> Powerpuff girls. <laughs> okay, so sugar, and... spices, and vinegar. And yeah, it became banana ketchup. But historically, it used to be brownish. That's the natural color. But then for it to be more appetizing, for it to look like a normal ketchup, a red dye is normally applied. The reason why we didn't proceed with using that name, which is catchy actually, but unfortunately yeah. it was so catchy that somebody else had already thought of that name. <laughs> so yeah. obviously we couldn't use that name and we were back to the drawing board. But we already thought of the theme, right? So I thought, okay, questions. We want to answer questions. Maybe there should be a Q in the name. And somehow, uh, you know, it, I thought of banana Q, which is still a bit close to banana ketchup. But a lot of foreigners, D, don't know banana Q. Like a lot of people that ask me were in fact foreigners and they didn't know what a banana Q is. Yeah, so banana Q is actually spelled banana and C-U-E, banana Q. So it's actually a portmanteau of the barbecue and banana. D, what's a portmanteau? A <laughs> portmanteau. <laughs> portmanteau. Is that, is that a port in Cebu or what was Portmanteau. <laughs> no. Portmanteau is a, is a word blending the sounds and combining the meanings of two others. For example, uh, brunch, mm -hmm. which is uh, breakfast and lunch. So banana Q is like banana and barbecue. So they merged it together and came up with the name banana Q. So it actually based oh. on that information, you know that uh, banana Q is like barbecue, but it's made of bananas. Amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I just realized that our name... Mm -hmm. It's a double portmanteau. Why? Banana Q is a portmanteau, right? Mm -hmm. Podcast is also a portmanteau. It came from iPod and broadcast. Podcast. Oh, cool. So that's interesting. <laughs> so our name is double portmanteau. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool. I think I just realized I didn't really explain what banana Q is. Yes, it is kind of like meat, but you don't like coat it in barbecue sauce, not like the meat. It's actually made of deep fried bananas coated in caramelized brown sugar. So they're usually uh, stuck through a uh, skewer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good and it's very popular in the Philippines. Usually, a Filipino would know what a banana Q is. For visual reference, you can take a look at our logo. Yes. <laughs> our cover art, minus the eyes, nose, and mouth. Um, we actually didn't have nose, so minus the eyes and sure. mouth. 
Uh-huh. That's a banana queue. Right. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> that was how we came up with the name of our podcast. Uh, we realized that, you know, if we name this podcast Banana Queue, and it's obvious a lot of Filipinos, if they see it, they get it, they laugh. No need to explain things, but foreigners like, huh? Huge question mark over their heads, right? Like, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> okay, so I realized that it's not just this that foreigners have a question on things that they don't understand, but also in our other naming conventions as well, which I didn't even think about when I was still in the Philippines because for me it was normal. I knew what was going on, everyone around me knew what was going on. That's how we named ourselves, right? But I moved to Singapore and my teammates would frequently have questions for me, like that is specific to Filipino naming conventions. So I thought, you know, maybe. We also don't know, so it would be good for us to discuss that as well as other naming related stuff, right? Sure. Okay. And maybe let's start with the obvious. The mm-hmm. most common confusing point of Filipino naming convention is the middle name. For us, that's very mm-hmm. given. Everyone in the Philippines is born and given the middle name, which is their mother's maiden name. That's common. That's yeah. something we inherited or we followed from the Spaniards. Yeah. From the Spanish colonization. And, and unless, of course, you're from Spain as well, then you would understand. But for the rest of the world, mm-hmm. they don't realize that that name is not our given name. It's our mother's maiden name. So calling a Filipino by his or her middle name is actually kind of strange. Yeah. We have had a few moments where we were called, you know, by our middle name and you would laugh and correct the other person. Yeah. You, you can't call me that. And then they say, why? It's in your name. <laughs> it's your name. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this whole conversation that you have to explain that starts with because you were 300 years under Spain. It depends really on how much time you have if you really want to go that far back. But yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you're inside an elevator, you probably reach your destination without even (laughs) touching to the core of this situation. Why? We have a middle name. But yes. Yeah. So actually, that makes Filipino names longer because if we have a default middle name and we have obviously our last name, which is the last name of our father, and then some people, some Filipinos have maybe two given names. So in total, there will be four. So so that also confuses them. In Singapore, mm. most of them are Chinese. So their convention was uh, their name is just one name or two syllables maybe. That's the yeah. maximum. So it confuses mm. them like, okay, why is this colleague of mine? He has three, actually four names. If a person has three mm. names plus his middle name, it would seem mm. to a foreigner that... He has four names. And why the hell does he have four names? That's so long. (laughs) That's probably the reason why we have a lot of cool, catchy monikers as well. Because to kind of shorten that long name when we when we were children right we we, mm-hmm. we were called different kind of monikers and like you d what what is your moniker yeah that's the funny thing right mm-hmm. for for filipinos we have nicknames that are not even in our, our already long names couldn't they just have chosen a nickname that is already there but some parents don't like for me in at home i'm called ga like which is short for mm-hmm. langa and Ray, his wife's nickname is actually Langa also, but she's called Lang Lang. So it's like we split the yeah. name um, between us. She gets the Lang yeah. and I get the Ga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lang Lang. And yeah. Lang Lang is nowhere to be found in her name. So Yeah. At least your nickname is, it's not exactly there, but it's like a derivative. That's still kind of acceptable. My real nickname is Enan. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, there's a backstory to that. But anyways, <laughs> Enan. And then, I don't know why. Maybe since I started playing Counter-Strike, you're given a prompt. What is your nickname? And then, 
Ooh, I can baptize myself with another nickname. <laughs> okay. And that's why I used Nantoy. And so playing Counter-Strike. So you actually came up with that nickname yourself. Okay, that's yeah. that's cool. But, but Nantoy is a common nickname for a person with the name Renante. So, yeah, that is common. Yeah. And if foreigners hear that, they would still be able to relate that. And like some mm. people in my company before, um, there was this email chain. And then like one of my teammates emailed this whole bunch of people like a question. And somebody mm. replied, uh, Joe is going to look into this. And we looked at the list. There was no Joe. Like, <laughs> who the hell is Joe? Like, I said, and then they were super confused. And I said, I'm sorry. Mm. It's probably one of those guys. In the Philippines, it's, it's very common for mm. someone to have a nickname that is not in his name. So <laughs> they were like, then why? And I, I didn't really know how to explain. But, but another thing still related to nicknames is, for example, someone in the Philippines whose name starts with Mary, like Mary Ann or Mary Gay or Mary Ann Camille, you would know that you're not supposed to call them Mary because you're Filipinos. Mm. We know that. But foreigners don't. So they would always mm. call her Mary. <laughs> mm. And she would think it funny. Like, why is somebody calling me Mary? But that's her name, right? <laughs> That's her first name. Of course, that's why they would call her that. After a while, my colleagues would realize that, you know, there are weird conventions in the Philippines. So before they address a Filipino in an email, they would ask me, so so what should I call this guy? <laughs> By the way, how did your moniker change from Ga to D? Ga was just for my family. When I went to mm-hmm. school, nobody called me Ga. So okay, if somebody calls so. me Ga, that's obviously a relative. But in school, mm-hmm. I was always either Hydes or D. Oh, let, let's talk about your name. How, mm-hmm. Why is it that the spelling of your name is not the conventional Heidi? Um, there are people who believe that giving names are very important, right? That if you bestow a name on someone, that will have an impact on that person's destiny. Destiny. Um, so, so that's why for some people, they have put a lot of thought into giving names to their kids. So my dad, he believed in numerology for some reason. So he's superstitious oh, like that. And they thought, mm. okay, Heidi is a nice name. But because of numerology, my name plus my surname, my full name, I think, including the middle name, didn't come up with a number that is lucky or whatever. So my dad twisted Ooh. the spelling <laughs> to come up with the right combination. So that's why my name is spelled that way. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, that and see really some cool. parents actually spend a lot of thought on that. But there are other mm. parents who don't. Like, you know, that baby who was born earlier this year, who trended mm-hmm. on Twitter because he was named COVID Bryant. Oh, why? Yeah, like, why, right? I mean, come on. I mean, it's two trending things. First, it's COVID, obviously. And Bryant, maybe you've forgotten. Earlier this year, Kobe Bryant died. Ah, I see, I see. Why would you name your kid that? I mean, you know, you name your dog that. It's funny. The dog's not gonna get scarred for life. But the kid might get bullied, right? Can you imagine being the butt of jokes your whole life? Yeah. So I can already foresee the future of COVID Bryant. Mm -hmm. He will probably get bullied. So... There, there, there are two choices, right? Mm-hmm. Or there are two possible outcomes. Whether he will, you know, survive, he will endure all, all the bullying and he will come out, you know, a stronger person. Mm-hmm. Or it could go the other way where yeah. he gets bullied and he, he gets depressed. And, you know, just to save the trouble of having a child undergo that tremendous pressure, getting bullied, just come up with a better name, I think. is uh... The reason why people come up with outrageous names is because they want their kid to stand out. That's why they want to be flashy or whatever or unique. Mm. So they come up with some strange name. But in the end, that backfires. Like, it's not 
bad to name your kid some common sounding name that has withstood the test of time. Like, you know, maybe Catherine or James mm. or something like that. Like, okay, they're common, but they're safe. <laughs> you know, nobody's gonna that's get true. bullied because of that name. Yeah. So that's akin to uh, Japanese culture. So in here, there's a popular saying that goes, a nail that stands out gets hammered down. So they usually would prefer blending in rather than standing out. It's kind of like they, they don't want to cause a scene. They don't want to be an outlier. They, they typically would just prefer blending in in the society. We Filipinos were fun of portmanteau, right? In our names, we it's a combination of maybe the first syllable of the mother's name and another syllable from the father's name and then combine. Yeah, it's fine if it sounds normal or natural, right? Like maybe, like I have a friend named Jell, for example. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a portmanteau, but it sounds natural, right? It's not. It doesn't sound forced. It sounds like a real name. But like, for example, if you and your wife had a kid and you named her Reynaka. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe... You need a lot more time in the drawing board. Yeah, there, there are there are combinations that work. Oh, did you know that Sanrio is a portmanteau? Yeah, so... But I thought she was uh, named after the stationary character or something. No, uh, no, that's what I thought as well. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's not. So her mom's name is Sandra and the father is Remigio. So Sanrio. Yeah, it sounds nice. It sounds doesn't sound Ooh. forced. So that's okay, I think. Just don't mm. make it sound forced. And there are also people who are named after the day they are born. And if, for example, you're born during the birthday of Mother Mary and you're named Mary, that's fine, right? But there are people who are like born on Andres Bonifacio Day and they're named Andre Fascio. Oh, doesn't sound cool. There are cases like that, but it works. Say, for example, one of my favorite basketball player in PBA before. Mm-hmm. His name is Olsen Rasella. Okay. And the name Olsen is derived from his birthday. He was born on an All Saints Day. <laughs> and that's why his name is Olsen. All Saints Day Olsen. So it's cool, right? It works. It sounds cool. At least Olsen sounds like a real name also. He, he, he wasn't named All Saints. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a clever play on words that, you know, there's subtlety in the connection and still it's classy. It's, it's I don't know, it, it just doesn't sound weird. Yeah, it doesn't sound weird. And even if the history is weird, it will make people laugh because it's cute. But but there are other strange names, right? But what else? What other strange names? Just recently, Elon Musk the CEO of Tesla. I think he's CEO, uh-huh. right, of Tesla. He named his yeah. son XAEA-12. I don't even know how to pronounce that. What? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Seriously. Sounds like a robot. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that was his point. I'm not sure. Or is his son mm. a robot? Is, is he trying to tell us something? I don't know. Kanye West's kid, right? Uh, the kid is named Northwest. Northwest. Oh. <laughs> so Northwest West. No, no, his name is North and then his surname is West. Ah, her, I think. Well, is it his? I think it's a her. I'm not sure. Sorry, I don't really follow the Kardashians. But but still, it's a strange name to give on someone. I mean, maybe these kids are hopefully going to be okay because they have super rich parents and, you know. Yeah, so they probably won't get bullied because they're homeschooled and they can afford. <laughs> maybe, you know, yes. <laughs> or, or even if they get bullied, they can just, you know pay someone to punish those who bullied them. I have no idea how rich people work. But anyway. No, that's that's a good point actually, because the more popular you are, like if you're if you have celebrity status, technically you can choose a stage name, right? Oh yeah, that's so. true. So maybe it's okay. 
Oh, I remembered something. It was from mm-hmm. Balitang K, I think. Mm-hmm. There was this uh, set of siblings who were mm-hmm. named with numbers in their names, like Spaghetti 89 or something. What? <laughs> very... I mean, I love spaghetti, but <laughs> yeah. really? But you're not going to name your kid spaghetti. In the first place, you, no. wouldn't, you wouldn't name your kid spaghetti without any numbers. Just spaghetti is a weird name for a person. Mm. But the kid had an 89 in the name, so like, why? <laughs> what was was that person born in 1989? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there were three siblings, and all of them had the year that they were born attached yeah. to their name. That name sounds like an email address at Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, before, I think right? they got questioned sure. um, a lot, obviously, because it seems like it's a fake name or whatever, but they had to explain or yeah. maybe they have to show their birth certificate or whatever. And in the end, um, they got used to the attention that they didn't mm-hmm. want to change their names anymore. Oh, interesting. It could scar the kid or also it could make them attention-seeking. <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> So let's let's look at the flip side. The bad side of having a very strange name is, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You get unnecessary attention. But the good thing about having a unique name as well is you you don't get confused with someone else. Oh yeah, true. So, and and the reason for that is if you have a very common name, common last name as well. L- let's say you know looking for a police clearance and uh, yeah, clearance, yeah, and you will get hits. You, you right? get flagged. Yeah, you mm-hmm. will, you will have hits because probably a person having the same name committed a serious crime is still at large, a fugitive, and maybe it's it's you. So there's that complication, and you know how it is with NBI and police clearance, right? There's always long queue. There's a lot of people, and I always hated my picture there because they don't <laughs> tell you that they are taking a photo. I re- I clearly remember claiming my NBI clearance. Right. And then they just called my name and I went to the kind of counter. Uh-huh. Of course I was waiting for instructions, right? And then okay, done. It's like what was done? <laughs> oh, the photo. Like, you didn't tell me. Uh, so they, they they they're trying to serve as many customers as possible that yeah, it's already a process, but me unknowingly, hey, well, okay, I was called. I, I went but I didn't know my picture was taken. And so yeah. when they printed out my clearance, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> this looks horrible. <laughs> and looking at the queue, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't get a new one because, you know, I, I literally waste another day. Maybe it improved now, but yeah, that's just my pet peeve before. Yeah, and also if you have a very common first and last name as well, like for example, especially now that during the age of social media and where everything is on in the internet, my former boss had an incident I think it was last year. So this other person with his name did something horrible. And, you know, it got plastered all over the internet and went viral. And, you know, everyone that he knew would joke, hey, is this you? Like, Or what if, if he was looking for a job or whatever? And if they would try to mm. Google him and then, you know, that would pop up. Yeah. It's kind of like an FBI <laughs> clearance, but on the internet. Ako si Clarence Namino ka sa Banana Q Podcast. Yeah, say for example, you have a name that's either too common that you, you want it changed or it's too unique that, you know, it's causing a lot of unnecessary attention. In the Philippines, D, is there a way for you to change your name? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Uh, it's Section 4 of the Republic Act, number 9048. Yeah, so there is, in fact, a way for you to change. But, of course, there are criteria for you to actually be able to change your name. And uh, What is the criteria? Yeah, the first criteria is the petitioner, you, finds the first name or nickname to be ridiculous, it's tainted with dishonor, or is extremely difficult to write or pronounce. So if your name has those components, okay. then yes, mm-hmm. uh, you may qualify. Right. And then there are other two components. 
So second one is that name, mm-hmm. the new name that has been habitually and continuously used by the petitioner, and he has been publicly known by the community with that name. Okay. So say, let's say your name was COVID Bryant, right? Uh-huh. And then growing up, you hated that name. And so you told your friends, hey, call me Kobe. So now everybody, your friends, the community, everyone knows you as Kobe Bryant. <laughs> still Bryant? They still the basketball player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but still, I mean, it's a cool name. Yeah, especially if he's tall and he wants to play basketball. So okay. I, I think that's a rather cool name. So in, in that regards, yes, he, he will be able to petition. And I think the court will agree to his favor because people already know him as Kobe anyways. Like changing officially the name to Kobe wouldn't really hurt anyone. All right. And then the last item is the change will avoid confusion. And in that example, if his actual name is Kobe, then yes, it would avoid confusion. Okay. And that sounds good. Although there are people who, you know, have their birth certificates changed, not because their names were ridiculous, but because there were a lot of clerical errors. Ah, yeah. So did you know the, so going back, Mm -hmm. why my moniker when I was a kid was Enan? No. My full name uh, before high school did not have a Y. So it's just Renante. Oh. And then when I enrolled for high school, the university, the, the school did not accept my birth certificate because it was too crumpled. It wasn't <laughs> illegible. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I, I didn't didn't treat it properly. So it was, so I, I was requested to go to the registrar's office and claim a new birth certificate. And when I went to the registrar's office, mm-hmm. they gave me a printout of a new birth certificate. My name has a Y. So okay. This is not me. Like <laughs> my name doesn't have a Y. Okay. But then the the clerk double triple checked and yeah, that's my name. She can't do anything about it. And that's why I had to file a petition to the school that Renante and Renante are one and the same person because otherwise I won't be admitted in the school because uh, my all my records are, you know, without the Y. Okay. But it's good it was caught early though, right? Like Mm, that's that, true. Yeah, I think some people they found find out like <laughs> after graduation. I don't know if that is actually more difficult. Maybe it is. We we've talked about a lot of strange names and all that. I think a worthwhile question would be: Does it really matter? Yeah, does it? Well, th- there are there are a lot of studies about it. There are a lot of research papers, and one we can refer to is a book called uh, Free Economics. Uh huh. Yes. I, I remember that book kind of has a chapter about you know does your name really affect your life? Uh huh. And the conclusion there, I don't want to spoil anyone who wants to read it, but uh, the conclusion I got there is no cause and effect. There's no causality mm-hmm. with you having a bad name and then you will have a bad future. Mm-hmm. But there is a correlation. So, and why is that? And, and that's because your name kind of hints to what kind of parents you have. Okay. Say, for example, your name is COVID Brian. Uh-huh. Chances are your parents probably are not, did not think that name through or probably are not well-educated. And that's why you have that name. Yep. So, there is a big probability that you will not have a good future as well. Uh, because of the parenting, okay. It's not because of your name. It's because probably your parents were not well equipped to be a good parent and kind of secure your future. Usually good parents uh, think what would be best for their children. Clearly, COVID mm. Bryant's parents did not think that way. So it might impact his care. One good example of that would be, say, your name is Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. Amadeus, or let's say 
Wolfgang Amadeus, right? Okay. And then you grew up to be a very good musician. All right. So now the question becomes, was it because your name was named after Mozart? That's why you became a musician. Or was it because your parents were musicians? They loved Mozart. That's why that person became a musician because he grew up with an environment with musicians. He grew up in music, appreciating art. And that's why it didn't matter that his name was a musician, but because his parents you know, were musicians, that's why he turned out to be one as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense actually. Yeah, mm. I think it was also in Freakonomics mentioned that there was this father who named two of his kids Wiener and Loser, which is like really oh, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> which is a really ridiculous... Wiener Lane and Loser Lane. Yes, what well, why would you do that to your kids? So you would think mm. that with a name like Winner, how could you fail? But yeah. but he did. Uh, later on in life, Loser Lane actually was the one who succeeded. He became a sergeant in the New York Police Department. Meanwhile, his brother, who is named Winner, was actually had a criminal record. So he had 30 arrests for burglary, domestic yeah. violence, trespassing, resisting arrest, and other mayhem. So that is the perfect example of how your name actually does not determine your success. Yeah, that's true. But still though, despite that, you should probably still think well about what to name your kid because even if, if the kid could still get passed through the trauma of having a terrible name, not all mm. people are strong enough, I guess. Maybe they could just, yeah, you know. Yeah, true. Just try and help your kids avoid the possibility of psychological trauma. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of names in the world, guys. Surely it is not that difficult to pick a normal sounding mm. name. I mean... And, and maybe <laughs> not not give a lot of names as well because I remember I had a classmate who had a lot of names maybe four names and mm -hmm. then you know when a teacher gives you a pop quiz right oh yeah okay <laughs> pop quiz get a one-fourth sheet of paper I was like number one no mom I'm still writing my name <laughs> then three minutes later okay number one mom I'm still writing my name I was like what the hell <laughs> so <laughs> your teacher will be pissed and you probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> low score because of that so <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so the teacher is probably already pissed at that point even more so because when she said okay get one fourth sheet of paper and everyone said one fourth mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did that as well and, and, and uh, it's not that i didn't hear the teacher properly <laughs> i asked that to give me time to ask for paper from <laughs> <my> that's <best friends. laughs> so i think that's all we have for names Mm, speaking of names, we need names of volunteers who can be interviewed about their predictions for 2021 and 2030. Dee, what, what kind of predictions are we looking for? Um, for example, in 2021, I would say I predict someone would come up with a COVID-19 vaccine. Mm, that's highly plausible. Or you can think of very wacky, creative predictions as well. Like say in 2021, we will meet aliens that would give us the cure to COVID-19. Right? <laughs> yeah, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds maybe not as plausible, but we need those kinds of predictions, yes. guys. Yes, we need to cover yeah. a full range. And how about in 2030, D? What do you think would happen? Well, you've already predicted aliens in 2021. I don't know what else to predict <laughs> for 2030, but I'm sure our listeners are more creative than us and they will find something, right? Yes, guys, if you are good at forecasts, do you perhaps have a crystal ball? Or if you're related to Madame Auring? <laughs> if yes. so, please drop us a note on our website, bananaqpodcast.com. Yes, please. 
that's it. it. Bye. Days after recording this episode, we heard the news that Madame Auring has passed away at age 80. Our sincere condolences to the family and friends of Aurea El Ferro, or more famously, Madame Auring.